Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Hey! Oh, we're still here. Two well, very good actors. We're you've still got. here. Yeah, so well, we I think that's disproportionately cheering. <laughs> no, we're just faking. It's not really charming with my mood. We're actors. Well, that's one thing you learn as a comedian when you can fake sincerity, then you know you're halfway there. It's pod one nine five. Is it really? Wow. Well, I'm loath to say the word five twice in the first mm. opening minute after yeah. Saturday's shenanigans. Oh, um, yeah. I'm joined as ever by Kevin Day. Hello. And James Endicott. Hello. You, it's time for a crisis, so the time is here for James Endicott to come, <laughs> come and solve it. I'm here. I'm fourth here to save. <laughs> well, the fourth emergency <laughs> service, or the fifth, four, five, whatever. Don't say five, I've already Sorry. told you this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we are, as ever, sponsored by Vector for all your print and embroidery needs. That's vector.co.uk and it's Vector with a... Okay. Okay. So even the ads this week are going to be fairly joyless. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also sponsored by JC Innovation and Strategy. Um, visit jc-is.com. I will. There we go. I can't imagine anyone's got any embroidery needs this week, have they? <sighs> Unless there's a huge card you out tapestry I don't know well I, I, it, it might call for that at some point mightn't it um, I've got a couple of things to plug first and foremost oh, okay. uh, the, the longer we can spend without <laughs> talking about the football the better we did this last <laughs> so, week I we mean, started I, exactly the same way last week yeah yeah quite um, the new issue of FYP is out on Saturday against Southampton that'll be an entertaining read it will be an entertaining read and I think yeah. the uh, people who are dealing with it are having an interesting time working out whether or not they're going to go to print and they really regret it because Alan Pardew gets sacked the next morning well, but we shall see I think people will buy them, but a lot of them might find their way onto the pitch. You're, yeah, quite. <laughs> uh, that edges, is I'll, out yeah. Saturday, £1.50 in all, all the okay. usual places around the ground. It's £1.50 for one and £3 for two. That's correct. Yeah, Travis yeah. pointed out how hilarious that was. <laughs> <laughs> I say it every time we sell. We've also got competition, but we can deal, We've also got competition, but we can deal with that in a, a later part. Okay. After competition? We, that's not a word we get mentioned often. Well, it's about it? the only thing Palace rated that someone might win yeah. at any time soon. Um, it's called. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give up, frankly. Um, I think we all give up. No, we take our lead from you. Come on, you're hosting. Come on, you're hosting. Okay, if JD right. was hosting, he'd be still with the same cheery. Cheery, per- JD. Have you not been? Have you not been listening to the last twenty-five <laughs> podcasts at least? Um, well, we've got to start with Saturday, haven't we? Frankly, I mean, it's yes. it's yeah. uh, something that's got us quite angry, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yes. I, well, you're very angry. Well, I, I, I'm incandescent. I'm not I, as angry. I wasn't at the game and I didn't watch a stream of it. I was in a, a country pub in North Cambridgeshire with my mum and my stepfather and a couple of fam- family members and seeing just I was following the game on Twitter as I do sometimes and I have never got I've never I don't think I've ever drunk so much during a game. I was in a Weatherspoons and I've never got so angry during a game. I went from I went from being angry to being moderately happy but still angry that we were winning and then angry you know even when we went four even when we went four three up I was still angry. I was still angry because I didn't think we should have got in that position anyway. I was just I mean you know it's I, I don't know I I will leave to the people who saw the game because I'm just at a loss. But Twitter had a meltdown. The internet broke on Saturday night. Well, we, right, uh, rightly so, I, I would say, <laughs> after watching some of that defending, frankly. I, I went to uh, a, a local, yeah, some friends, you know, <clears throat> party with people middle-aged, middle-class like me. And somebody asked me the question, you know, did I really identify with a football club so much that it affected my mood that much? And that's a fair, it's a very fair question. Mm-hmm. From somebody who doesn't understand football, but I think people listening to this podcast will understand that yes, I do identify yeah. the football club so much, and you know, to a normal human being, feeling humiliated, embarrassed, angry, outraged about that performance isn't a, a normal proper response. But that's that was unforgivable. This is that, and we talked on the pod last week. We said it's not necessarily the result that matters. We said. No. On, against Swansea, it's the performance. But I don't think anybody could have predicted that performance. It was bad enough. We go ahead with a brilliant Zahar goal, and I feel so sorry for him in all this. Really good, really good goal. They equalise when Hennessy does what he did so many flipping times, and I'm trying hard not to swear. Yeah. Hennessy did so many, what he did so many times last season, and present a space for Sigerson to, to score the goal. He went the wrong way. And then to get four or three ahead, and you'd think you'd be pleased, but the three goals we scored, they were all streaky goals. We didn't get four or three ahead because we launched a barrage of attacks on their goal. We got To lose in that fashion was unforgivable. I just I simply cannot understand, and we've said on this part, I don't, I've always been a Pardew supporter, I don't, want to see him out how the fuck he's still manager of this club I just do not understand that's there's a clear indication something's gone wrong between that Everton game in which Ward and Kelly played when we went seven yeah. and Ward and Kelly we had discussions about they're not brilliant going forward they're competent uh, defenders yeah, yeah. something's happened clearly something's happened on a, on the pitch off the pitch in the ball I don't know but it's just that was unforgivable on Saturday that was just, I'm still it's just it's just the basics, isn't it? It's the basics. Well, this it's is a simple. But these this are good, simple these things are, these are not these being are, done These correctly. are good defenders, and why you just have to ask yourself what's what's happened to the confidence? What's happened to the organisation? Why are these people that are competent defenders? We got a really good. Why has it happened? Why has it changed? Even last year when we were losing games, we were losing by the odd goal. Hmm. This didn't happen, and we scored goals for free. That's not. It's like they're, they're clearly not scared of anyone, and it's. It, it, I don't know whether it's. The lack of, there's, there's a lack of leadership on the pitch, clearly. A lack of leadership off it. A lack of leadership 
in the boardroom as well, I think. No one's saying sorry. And all Pardew's after speech, he didn't once say, I'm really sorry to those fans who travelled all the way down there. Mm. Didn't say, I'm sorry to the Palace fans. No, sorry is not mentioned. No. They're all making excuses for each other. Well, there's Scott, no real acknowledgement from the club either. No, 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 no at all. Which is, I think is unforgivable. Which really. is exactly, exactly the same as what happened at the end of last season. There's no acknowledgement from the club that we're, that we're in a bad situation, that we're unhappy. For Pardew to say, on camera, we're not in a relegation struggle... It's just ludicrous. Scott Dan, to his credit, because that must have been difficult for him, and the, you know, I know people who work at the BBC, they, they basically broadcast the few words he could bring himself to say, so at least mm. it, he's angry and upset with himself, but that's the only emotion that was articulated by anybody at the club, and it's just... It's, there's something... I just... I, I don't know. I, the whole pod's going to be like... The whole well, pod's we're gonna we're, be a, we're, we're just at a loss for words, because we, yeah. we don't understand what's gone wrong. No. Well, I mean, it almost looked to the end, didn't it? Like the sort of shell shock you see when a team's lost an FA Cup final, all 11 players on, on the pitch. Right. And someone, um, it was, I think Terence from Red and Blue Army in his match review said that, could you imagine, say, for example, if Mila Yedinak was still at the club and still yeah. playing that team, him allowing all of those players to just be lying there crestfallen on no, the pitch? Or no, would, would he have gone over to, to Wilf Saho, who just had another phenomenal yeah, game, yeah, yeah, picked yeah. him up and said, you know, we, we, we've had this happen, we, we rally around it. But there's a mental also, fragility about that at the moment. I, I can't imagine that if Jednak was still at the club and there are rumours that Jednak went because of falling out with Pardew and Pardew wanted to prove he was the alpha male I don't know if that's true or not if Jednak was still at the club we wouldn't have lost to Burnley and we wouldn't have lost to Swansea if he was still playing because for, for a start off they'd be terrified to go in the dressing room and, and face him <laughs> simple as that but he would have just he would have he would have stopped the game he would have fouled somebody he would have done something he would have managed it because again he's not the best player we've had of course he's not but there's that leadership that's gone. Any leadership quality that we have... And it's also it's, gone it's, from the touchline as well. You're 4-3 up yeah. on the 90th minute. In the 90th minute. All right, the seven minutes out of time. But you're 4-3 up in the 90th minute. There has to be some direction from the bench. Yeah. There has to be. Whatever those... And those players should know it anyway, but there has to be something from the bench. There has to be shouting at them and telling them what's going It's exactly the lack of leadership from the bench that we saw in the FA Cup final yeah. when we went 1-0 up and, and, and Pardew did his little silly dance. The players all get excited. Not once did anybody shout over, keep your shape, they're going to be at you. And yeah, they, yeah. you know, it's just... It's the same old thing. It, for it to happen... If we were, if we were fifth... 6th, 7th, 10th and that happened if it was a one-off you'd go well you know that's an exciting game to be part of we can't let that happen again but for it, for that to happen after what happened at Burnley it's just we talked after the Burnley game so well, we know that won't happen again and it, it happened and it's like worse. It's, it's worse I mean yeah. I, it's just it, you, well, but we, we were playing the worst team in the league. Well, this is the and thing I was about to say. We, we, we weren't playing Arsenal. No. We weren't playing, you know, we weren't playing Man City. We were playing the worst team in the league who find it hard to score goals. And for the, yeah, and for the most part, from what I saw on the dodgy feed, for the most part, we've all said, stop, don't give away three kicks on the edge of the box or, or, or give away four or five. Well, Gilfie Sigerson had apparently accounted for 55% of their they goals go, yeah. before yeah. Saturday. Yeah. That, that percentage but, has now gone up. Yes, but, well, yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, Pardew himself said we need two goals to win the game. You don't need six at Swansea. And the fact is, I'm, I'm fairly certain Swansea will go down. They're, they're, they're a worse team than we are. They're not as good as we are. We should have put them away in the first half. Yeah, Wickham was unlucky with the header. Uh, what the highlights don't show is Ben Techie missing two pretty of easy chances yep. and what's really 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 disturbing is that we went 4-3 up with 4 minutes to go of normal time and Swansea's heads didn't go down because no. they knew that they still had a chance of getting back and winning that game and then they bring Laurenti on who's been arguably Swansea's 
biggest joke of a signing ever who scores two goals. What, if you, Benteke, why is Benteke defending? He can't defend. There's no point getting a player It's going to score four goals in five games and give away yeah. four goals in five games. Get him out of there. Don't let him defend. Should, well, should he pr- have brought on Delaney for those last couple of minutes? Of course he should. Of course he should. Or where's Flamini? Where's, where's, the, where's the other yeah. options? Where's, it's... Well, before the why, last why pause, surely we, we, we get somebody like Flamini to come on in situations when you fall through up with five minutes all to go. So we said this all the time. I don't care. <coughs> he, he's fit enough. To, I don't care how unfit he is. He's fit enough to do that. Mm. He's fit enough to stay in front. Of, just bring everybody back. During the last pod, we mm. reflected on the stat that said we'd conceded nine goals from set pieces this season. During the course of the match, I tweeted <laughs> I ten, eleven, 11 twelve. It's now thirteen. I know. But what, what's going wrong? Well, if I knew the answer to that question, I would have told somebody at Palace. But I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we seem to be. I don't know, we did it with Mandanda, so it's not just Man- Hennessy, but we're just clearly a much deeper line. We're defending free kicks much closer to our goal than, than we used to. You can only assume it's a confidence thing. It's just affecting everybody. It's just leadership is what the thing is. It's like you, you, you need somebody in that back five, goalkeeper yeah. included, to shout and ball. Yeah. We thought, man, Dan, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It isn't Dan's not doing it. You know, not at the moment. He can do it. We all know these. We all know these these players are capable. We all know our right and left back are not the best in the world, but they are so capable of doing better than they are doing. So there's something intrinsically wrong. It's a lack of confidence which comes through a lack of leadership. But our right and left back aren't bad players. We said this exactly, yeah. at the start of the season. We talked about you know, they're competent. They're just not. Brilliant at going Kelly forward. does look like he's drowning at the moment. Kelly, like, I, Kelly, I think Kelly it's, it's, it's a, becoming Kelly, Kelly quite needs a pitiful almost Kelly, to, to watch. Kelly needs a rest, but Zeki Fry is, he might be he might be young and full of energy, but he's not the answer. But Kelly Kelly needs to be got out of there for his own. But I mean, there's, 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 not, not, there's not a great deal that we can blame it on at the moment because ultimately, you look at the, the starting lineup on Saturday. Obviously, you'd start Mondondo over Hennessy unless you're facing the wrong way at the, at the, sta- at the well, ground and don't hopefully. know a good goalkeeper from an, an absolutely terrible goalkeeper. But other of outfield players, the only player that we didn't have available was Suarez. So is, is this all it takes for, for Palace to go from OK no, to completely abject? No, uh, no that's The, the absence of a mediocre no, fullback. It what, just proves that you, you can have the... Sorry, Kevin. It's, you, it proves that you have your players. You can have a great squad. You can have a great 11 players on the pitch. But they've got to have some direction. Yeah. They've got to have some direction. And that direction has, will come through changing start, changing the formation through the game, getting the ideas onto the pitch, get, moving the players around, getting them, talking to them, getting them going. It's not happening. But that was happening. That's why, that's why, I, keep coming, was. That's why yeah. I keep coming back to this. That something, Pardew has a shelf life at every club he, he's at. Well, and has he reached his shelf life now for us? He reached that in March, April last year. Yeah. But clearly something has happened. Something fundamental has gone wrong somewhere because yeah. they're just not, and yeah, every, everything's wrong. And it's, yeah, that goal, the oh, which goal was it? The fourth one we conceded from the shot from the edge of the box. When no, and he's just, he was on his own, isn't it? And it's like, no one's picking up. No, it's but we've had this no, every game, haven't we? Every game, we've had this every game. It's yeah. the same. But so that, something, that, something's wrong with the coaching, isn't it? So, is it? I mean, it's, I think obviously we've got to look at Pardew. But what about underneath Pardew? What about well, the what, what about the the coaching staff? Something's not happening. The basics in defence. The basics are being ignored. And we had, I think, five six weeks ago, somebody tweeted a question into us about Keith Millen, mm. and I think we all love Keith Millen as an individual. Yeah. We like him very much. He's a very nice chap, but. Something it's not just Pardew, and I think when a change is made, there needs to be a root and branch change of the entire coaching and technical team because 
I suspect part of Pardew's problem is, from what people have told me about the way he works at clubs in the past, is he wants to be in charge of everything. Right. So it might be that people like Keith Miller are being sidelined. But they're not working on the basics. It might be that Pardew's just decided that we were all right in defence so we could concentrate on our new possession-style football, which isn't particularly paying off. We we're are the fourth highest goal scorers. We are getting goals. We are getting goals. Yeah. You know, I mean, great. It's great. We're getting goals. We've always yeah. moaned about not getting enough yeah, goals. Yeah. We're getting goals, but... but somewhere, <laughs> somewhere there's a beautiful compromise where we keep getting the goals yeah. and we don't keep giving the goals away. Because I, I would be amazed if they're not arguing amongst themselves because the forwards are doing their job reasonably well. So I, I really, as I said, I genuinely feel for Wilf, who... Not only I think he's having his best season for us ever, mm-hmm. but has been willfully overlooked by Southgate to the extent that he's decided to represent another country. As and now South- might be gone in January. Will, will, yeah. be, will well, be gone. Will, will be, be gone. gone in January but there's no re- there's no way he would decide to go for that. Of course, he yeah. wasn't told he'd be in the squad. And, and I wish him all the best because he deserves a bit of. Yeah. No, I wish him all the best. I hope he does really well. Yeah. I hope he tears the African Nations Cup up and yeah. and becomes player of the tournament. Yeah. And stick it in Southgate's face. Yeah. Southgate. I mean, that's willful the way to put Townsend in that squad. It's willful. Well, yeah, but. Well and you 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 wonder how Long Zahar can maintain this level of form because he's the only one who is. Well, he was astoundingly good on on he Saturday. Was, he again, was wasn't he? His goal. I mean, that goal was everything we've wanted Wilf to be. Mm. And from a central, you know, it was a flick on from Benteke, to be fair. And, you know, you, you kind of think, well, maybe Wilf's the answer to that Benteke's problem that he should be up playing up with. Yeah, and, and yes, we were unlucky with Wickham. And, you know, people say, well, Pardew deserves a bit of credit because he played 4 4 2. And, you know, he's unlucky because there's seven minutes of injury time that Wickham was off, they scored in. You know, mm. you know, unlucky here, unlucky there. But we shouldn't be conceding no, five goals against anybody. And it's nothing to do with the referees, despite what Pardew said. It's a clear foul by punching on... on well, he made it easy game. for the ref as well. Yeah, he, seemed to, he did yeah. that thing where yeah. the player doesn't have eyes on the ball at all, yeah. bumps the player yeah. while looking at the player. And the if I'm a ref I'm, and I'm looking at that, I'm thinking immediately, well, you know... Yeah. The first thing Townsend did pretty much was give away the free kick for whatever you know goal X... But they're not scared of anyone. They're not looking to anyone on the pitch. They don't seem to be scared of anyone in the dressing room afterwards. It's, it's just rudderless. It's directionless. It's and, I, and, and yeah. sorry, but I was going to say that. How many times have we said since January last year that the definition of madness is doing the same thing and expecting a different result? Mm. We've won three games at home this year. We're in just about in December. We've won three games at home. So take away the two months of the summer. So that's nine months. We've won a game at home every three months. Two of those are against Stoke and one is against Norwich. Why do we think that Pardew's going to be the manager to keep us up? And if we, if we keep going on this, we're going to get relegated. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, it is. I was just going to, I was going to say to Andy, Andy wrote a piece for was it the really South London piece. Press really about, yeah. about whether, um, saying about Pardew not had his moments like Holloway had the for Fulham moment, yeah. the Fulham moment as you called it which is you know everybody remembers that game against Fulham two wonder goals but that was a game yep. that yeah, yeah. A game that did it do you think Andrew that Saturday was the uh, I, I, I think it was yeah I, I, yeah. I frankly did like there's a certain moment I think where it's almost like that the scales fall from your eyes and you, you kind of see how broken a team is yeah. either psychologically or tactically or in terms of the players that they have available to them and it just looked to me on Saturday like there wasn't a lot left lot lot more to, to be given by this current set of players with that manager 
and they're not bad players at no, all. No, but no. I mean, in, in terms of how they're set up, then it's arguably the best squad we've had in the Premier League. It is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, if you look at Swansea's team, even looking at Stoke, yes, you look at Swansea, you look at Hull, you look at Burnley, you look at Bournemouth. For the most part, we've got better players than they have. But I mean, had it been well, clearly I thought it was his his Fulham moment. But those who are in charge of that decision clearly don't. Yet. Don't. Yes. So I, I mean, don't. I, I don't know whether that that moment comes with a home match at, uh, against Southampton. I personally no, think it's it... going to be a fairly toxic atmosphere if if right. the same thing happens at that match at Selhurst. There's um, older listeners may remember this. Uh, yes, Prime Minister. Oh yes. Classic. There's a moment where they talk about giving up nuclear weapons and this expert says uh, that's fine because he says we, we will use convention if the Russians uh, uh, attack us we'll yeah. and this expert says well when when will you attack them when they're in Poland when they're in Czechoslovakia when they're in Germany when they're in France when, when they're marching up Piccadilly and at the moment we're marching up Piccadilly it's like when yeah. what, what does it take what does it take because I, I, I agree with you I assume that on Saturday there would be a change because the atmosphere on Saturday is going to be—it's going to be toxic. It's going to be really, really—and it's, it's not going to be an atmosphere in which our team will flourish. We've won three home games all season, so there's no logic in thinking that we're going to be. Do you, do you, do you think we've got to—we have to look at—we have got to look at Parish and the board here for for not yeah. for acting quicker. I mean, I, I know. I know th- I get a lot of jip, and I'm sure we all do. Oh yeah, but they brought us out of administration. We've had all this, yes, and I I'm, we'll, ne- we'll always be grateful for the board for doing that and for bringing this club to where it is now. But sometimes you, you, you've got to put a line under that. Sometimes you've got to look forward. And at the moment, there is no future with that with that it's, club it's, right now, with that manager and that team. There is not a future. There's, it's just relegation. That's the only thing that's on the horizon. It's not so much a lack of leadership from the board. It's a lack of awareness. It's a lack of. Steve Parrish used to be very good at talking on social media, uh, engaging with fans, mm. and it's been it's just been radio silent now for quite mm. some time. And I don't think, as much as I like Steve Parrish, and mm. uh, and much as I respect what he's done for us, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that the bad run has coincided with the Americans coming in because I think they've taken their eyes off the ball because what they've done is concentrate so much on. The infrastructure of the club. Well, not just the infrastructure, but South, you know, selling shirts in Southeast Asia, getting fans in New York. They they forget what the important things are and and sideline left back. So, yeah, well, exactly. But sidelining Steve Browett and things like that, they're making it a different club. And it's I'm not saying it's because of that or because of karma, but I just don't think it is a is a coincidence. And it's just they're trying to make us into a club that we're not. And the, the fact is. We're not the Arsenal South London. You can be a successful community club, and you can do it, but they—they're just not paying any attention to what's going on. That's, just, it's the lack of acknowledgement. It's, the well, lack, we, we, it's not we, even saying I'm sorry. I'm we've sorry always been very proud of the way the board yeah. have had a relationship with us as the fans. Yeah, but that's the, the, the people who buy our yeah. season tickets or go to games, go to away games, home games, buy the shirts, buy the merch, and stick through the club through thick and thin. We've always. We've always loved the, that relationship we have with us. It's been a very open relationship. It's a very great relationship. It's a relationship that other clubs are very uh, envious, envious of. Very envious of the relationship we have with yeah, our pops. Absolutely. Really envious. And this, this silence, this radio silence, yeah. as you rightly put it, Kev, it's just... It's obviously there's something you know. Obviously there's something going on behind the scenes. We're not we're not stupid, and I'm sure Parrish is sat home pulling his blonde hair out right now. You know. So how, 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 how do they, they fix this? Even simple things, even simple things like the, the kit. 
It's like Ed, Ed, my son was so cross about the kit. I mean, it's simple things like that. It's just, and there is no logic to, to, to say in this part of the problem. But there is, you know, Steve Browett's been silent. Steve Browett was a brilliant, brilliant ambassador for the club. And yeah. people knew they could go and see him. It's like, it's a lack of acknowledgement as well. It's just like nobody's yeah, yeah. saying, we know things aren't going right. We're trying to do whatever we can yeah, to fix it. So. It's like nobody's saying we'll get. Even if you say, even if you come out in public and say, right, we're sticking with Pardew until January, or whatever. Just say, say something. Say, do something. Yeah. Just because now we all turn up on Saturday going, well, Pardew said in the standard tonight, well, I'm going to make changes in defence. How? What? Who? Hmm. <laughs> I presume Speroni will come in or Delaney. But what other ch- options has he got? It's like there's no. Just, it, well, I mean, just, it, it now seems likely if you listen to all the rumblings on the ground that Saturday could, if it goes particularly badly, be his last game. We've said that. Least, we've said yeah, that before. I mean, How many times we said that about the Burnley game? We said that about who, the, this game. Who, like, who knows this? I mean, we say yeah. rumblings on the ground. You know, it's just. just yeah, I've, 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 I've had, my, uh, had my ear to the well, ground. Well, I tell you what. Okay. I've, I've all right. Okay. Big ears. No, I think well, Andy, Andy's right. What is interesting is that um, Dominic Firefield in the Guardian, who is there. London football correspondent, Palace or whatever, po- he's a, and he's a Palace fan. Yeah, <laughs> he's normally uh, very accurate in his predictions, and he's the first one to say the Allardyce word out loud right. today. He said in his column today that the club are very aware that Sam Allardyce is is yeah. So how would we feel about know, Big Fat Sam? I th- I look. I, he'll keep us up and, yeah, I'll call him Big Sam he'll keep us up Sam. people talk about Pardew trying to entertain more the only people being entertained by Palace at the moment are Brighton fans Sam Allardyce I don't think has worked for a better if we if he was to become our manager I don't think he's worked for a better squad at any club he's been at and that includes more well, not England but I don't think he certainly hasn't it, I, I think he will keep us up. He will change, and then what? And what happened is that somebody like Allardyce will come in, as what happened when Pulis comes, and we'd all be saying, "I just don't understand why these players who were so terrible are now so well organised." And so, I, if if Allardyce, I wouldn't be at all upset if Allardyce came in. I would, it's, it's, and I, I think I don't. I don't particularly I, like Allardyce, but I think it gets to the point. Where you've got to put your club first. You've got to put your club yeah. first. And has know. anybody been entertained by losing 5-4, 3-2, 4-2? Well, there were moments yeah. as well on, on Saturday where I kind of felt that we were pumping it into the box from deep so often that effectively we looked like an Allardyce team you couldn't defend. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> so we had all the worst attacking yeah. facets well, but do you know, the, the defensive uh, organisation. Who I think would be delighted if Allardyce came in would be Benteke. Yeah. And and Zaha, we've got... It, I, I, I've got a stat for you. It's gone. I've, got, I've got a stat. Go so on. we, for all the chat about uh, passing football, we've played the most long balls in the Premier League this season, other than Burnley. Wow, really? Wow, Is that right? So we're very direct still, despite really? Mr. Pardew's protestations to the country. So maybe, maybe now is the time for someone who can play to that sort of uh, mould, but actually do it successfully. And certainly, uh, Sam is now, I think, the bookie's favourite, being spoken about by, as you say, some relatively well-informed. Um, yeah commentators well, and, and journalists out a, there it's the first time this weekend that his name was mentioned and it's the first time as well I've never quite understood why the media in the past certainly at the end of last season while there was no any other club there would have been mm. speculation yeah. and, and, I've yeah. never quite understood why that's never happened with us no. and that finally the dam is starting to crack definitely and the, the fact is what with the, upsets me the most as well it's like this is our fourth season in the Premier League we've seen the Burnley have learnt lessons 
from their last season in the Premier League, they're better at home. We, all we want, as we said last week, is a little bit of improvement season in, season out. But again, we're in a relegation battle and whoever comes in is coming in in the situation of having to save us mm. and improve us. Is, is it too much to ask that we can get a manager that will keep us up and then improve our situation next year and then get us... And, and that's what it does come back to to James's thing about the the management of the club mm. um, beyond you know, the board level because we yeah you know, we've we talk about Swansea we laugh about Swansea uh, uh, Sunderland who was going about how badly run Sunderland back to back wins now yeah they? But, but but at the moment we're just not a professional we, club this, not, you know this this it stinks of it's easy to say in retrospect but I think we all said it at the time the FA cup run last year against the yeah. final totally papered over the cracks we I think we spoke about it at the pod you know our league form was atrocious you know but it, as as a club as a club we were, it was great to get to Wembley you know, after 26 years and it was all that podge and the, the romanticism yeah. of it all it was fantastic you know of course it was a great day out but really I if if we'd have been knocked out in the fourth or the fifth round podge you probably wouldn't even be here now because it had gone a long time ago. So we had nothing to... Well, this is what I think. I, I think we did, I, I, I think he'd have gone by now. But I the, really but do. The game, the game against Tottenham in the FA Cup away, we were brilliant. Well, in the FA Kelly, Cup, Kelly, yeah. Kelly, I don't know why, yeah. Yeah, but Ke- I mean, Kelly scored the goal. We were, that was a, yeah. that was a, was, yeah, a yeah. fantastic Tony Pulis-like performance, if you want, <laughs> and we deserve to win. Been in news today, but of course, no Mr. Pulis. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 well that, was, that was the one shiny thing in the whole Palace... Uh, story for any well, Palace fans who haven't been reading the papers or following Twitter that was of course the news that uh, there was a judgement in the High Court today that um, basically confirmed what was in an arbitration earlier in the year and Tony Pius has to I think pay 3.7 million quid back pounds. to Palace so um, maybe that could pay for someone's compensation I think he's got paid, I think he's <laughs> going to pay some money back but I think he had to yeah. pay a million pound in costs as well I, I would imagine so, yeah, he would have had yeah. uh, not. And he was—he he was also well. called. He said he was—he acted disgracefully. Wow. Yeah, that was—that was, that was, that was the quote, which was quite quite heavy from her. It's said that Mark Lawrence and all. <laughs> no, it's for the judge. Some, the, the judge yeah. Quite convenient time for Mr. Pardew <laughs> to come out yeah. the day that he's obviously under mounting pressure. But you know what? Yeah. It's not deflecting. You know, it's not deflecting from the real issue. The real issue is that we are in a relegation battle and we look yeah. doomed at the moment. We really do. Well, well, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty rare that. that I'm lost for words, and, <laughs> it I, is, yeah. and it's pretty rare that I, I get riled by a football. I, I thought I was so world weary by now with Palace that I wouldn't be as cross as I was after the match on Saturday. But I barely spoke to anyone on Saturday evening. I uh, I steadfastly avoided the TV at ten thirty yeah. to make sure that I definitely didn't accidentally watch match of the day, and it's just you're just flabbergasted. By but that's it, one of the beauties. It comes back to the conversation we had right at the start yeah. when I was talking to those people who didn't know about football. It's one of the beauties about football is it puts you through. And you know, everyone talks about oh, it's typical Palace a roller coaster. I had enough of typical Palace a roller coaster. <laughs> I just and people go, well, it could be worse. You could it's be, be boring. You could be a Shrewsbury fan. Monorail, yeah, yeah, yeah. But people say you could be a Coventry fan. You could be a Shrewsbury fan. You could be like, no, sod that. We, what is it about us that we can't just be a competent professional football club, football team on and off the pitch? What what's going on? Yes, and yet people go, we don't, we're not child. Yeah, but we could be. The way things are going, if we're not careful, we could be. We've just been so, and and also, Kevin, I think there'll be people listening to this 
possibly going to be saying, oh, you're just being overdramatic, oh, it no, was just on not. a bad run. No, this this run has been going on for nearly 12 months now. Yeah, this, uh, is not, this is not just a blip of four or five games yeah. where we've been playing. This is the culmination of a year of bad performances. Yeah, and if there are people thinking that, then they should go back and listen to the pods from January, February this year because we've... I think we've tried more than anybody else to be uh, moderate yeah. and pro pardue and not get too carried away. I've, not, I've been a contrarian every week. No, we the, we've never the been. We've never been. We've always tried to. I've, we've always said we're reluctant as we are to, for somebody to lose a job. We've always mm. there's always been mitigating circumstances. We've always looked at this and that. I think we were very fair on pardue at the start of the season when we got the, the, the one point from the free report. You know. Yeah. And we acknowledged that we were playing really well for a time, but so it's not. It, we aren't. We've never been out for it. We've never been. I just. I can't. I'm just astonished that there are people now that are still trying to. Because even if if we were to win against Southampton against the odds, and if we were to go and beat Hull, he keeps his job for a couple of months. If that happens, well, that's exactly because you go. That's fine. You go. Well, that's good. We're a little bit further up the table than we should be, but. It's only delaying the inevitable. It, it is. It's simple as that. And we're only yeah. delaying the inevitable of going to a break. Thank you. Oh, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. No, you're brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> well, at least one thing relating to Palace is brilliant at the moment. Join us in part two where we will be answering your questions. I shouldn't think we've got any questions, have we? Nah. Come on. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey! Pod one nine five. Still, indeed. Wow. Sponsored as ever by Vector, your print and embroidery uh, specialists. Visit www.vector.co.uk. That's Vector with a K. With a K. And we're also, as ever, sponsored by JC Innovation and Strategy. Excellent. Maybe they could help us with some defensive strategy or yes, some in- innovation in defending set pieces. I wonder if anyone's planning to visit them at all. I know well, I will. I'm, well, now you just ruined it, haven't you? <laughs> visit jc-is.com. I will, I will, I will. There we go. I, will, I, will, I, will. Uh, I wonder where we'll be when Pod 200 comes around, which we're planning a special... We've probably been relegated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably a championship, I'd imagine. Um, as I mentioned in part one, we've got new FYP on sale oh. on Saturday against Southampton, pound fifty. And as I mentioned earlier, we've also got a competition. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tease it bit by Ooh. bit because I'm not going to give you the question here. Oh, but I'm okay. going to tell you what you could win. Oh, what could you win? We have a free copy of uh, a book called oh. The Palace Addiction Two: Where Eagles Fly, which is by a chap called James Howland. Oh, um, that's so one was very good. It was indeed. Yeah, and I think it's about his account of the 2014. 15 season where he was travelling the world but trying to come back for yeah, Palace yeah, yeah. matches and oh. follow it the at the same time. First one was his account of the. Season the playoff season was it? Twelve. I think that was his first one. Yeah, the which is very I think the second one will be the season in which Pardew was appointed. If oh, it was who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Well, now you. Well, yeah. So, so I've brought the competition down. But but listen to part three as well after you've enjoyed all these questions, and we'll tell you how to win. Oh, excellent. Yeah, okay. So, as ever, we've had. If you could tell Palace how to win, that would be lovely. Yeah, it would. Well, yeah, yet another. Or just not lose. Or not lose, yeah. Just get... Well, that's the other thing. Do you know what? Just, if let's just get got... a point. If we'd ended up with a point from the Burnley game and the Swansea game, you'd go. And the City game, yeah, you'd well, go, well, yeah. that's not too bad, fine. But, but the things with the City game, we actually. We played all right in the City game. We did. Right. Didn't we? Yeah, in parts. Did we? Played I mean, parts. I thought we did. Played all... Well, there were no games that we have. We played. That's what Pardew says. We played all right. Well, that's the thing we've got. Just good, all right. We, yeah, we no, we've got a good team and we're playing all right, but we're losing games. So, 
that first doesn't... question sorry yeah. from Mark Kemba hi Mark. Mark any relation well, I don't know hmm. could be I don't know um, panel yes which is the most therapeutic scream a smooth ah, <laughs> or a more full throated growl I well, use both no. unable to choose <laughs> <laughs> yeah I went through various uh, versions of both of those actually. yeah definitely I think I, I started uh, off loudly and just ended up just. Oh. I, I just mm. sat seething, especially yeah. after predicting at three one down that we'd get it back to three three and lose. Really <laughs> and I, I didn't put any money on it either. Well, oh, and, I uh, wondered whose fault it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. You know Superstition Man. Uh, swiftly moving you know on. I, I also, I, I have to admit that I did, for a moment, think it was my fault. Uh, <laughs> Because I'll tell you why. I've got a couple of questions to ask you first. Oh. Do you coach the defence? No. Are you in the defence when they're taking no, set pieces? It's just then it's not, not your fault. fault. I, uh, I took so much delight, and various people in my life, I took so much delight in Danny Baker, who's a wrong and being voted out of I'm a Celebrity First. I was so pleased that the British public had seen through him. Yeah. So pleased that I do, did wonder at about five o'clock whether that was karma having a little go at a little dude. Oh, but, really? But no, it's not my fault, but there was a moment when I thought... Because you, you kind of think it can't just be the fact that we've got a terrible manager and a terrible man. Oh, question right. two. Oh. Yeah, question, question two, which is from... Arrogant to think it's my fault, yeah. isn't it? Someone yeah. called LJ Huzz on Snapchat. Ooh, Hi, LJ Snapchat. Huzz on Snapchat. Um, Double-barreled name, nice. Yeah, nice. Very long name as well. Yeah. Um, am I the only one who wants parts to stay? Yes. <laughs> no, not, he must still be retaining one. some support you would have thought but interestingly um, I, I, I thought on Twitter on Saturday and Sunday there are a few who had been very much loyal to him mm. throughout and continue to be loyal to him up to the start of that match even they were saying after that match no it, it's, it's now untenable well we thought so. um, we, we talked last week as I said the Burnley the, so many people said to me at the City game that the last minute of the Burnley game was there they'd finally lost patience mm. with him uh, what I think is quite interesting is despite what some Newcastle fans are trying to say about us hounding him out I think the reaction the response to Pardew has been really quite measured and even on Saturday night I thought most of the stuff I saw on social media was, wasn't was just anger it wasn't just the equivalent of green crayon writing letters it was Kind of oh, what's for me? Well, no, for most of it, it was like it was. It was a sort of measured. It was impatience. It was like it's time to go. There was no one. You just. It was but, almost. It was almost resigning yourself to the fact that it's, it's, it's over. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's over. But, and I, so just move on. Let's move on. There, Next. Are very, there are very few people I thought trying to defend him. And you know, I, I, yes, I don't. But I, I can't see any logic in. So yeah, yes, there's a certain amount of luck, but other teams suffer from a certain amount of luck. It wasn't a referee, that, and it's. I, I can't see the logic. I respect uh, Mr. Snapchat's views, but I can't see the logic of keeping the party on. I simply, no. I simply can't. He'll get another job. He'll. Yes, he will. Just might not be a football manager job. Um, next question is from Delirious Dave. Hi, Delirious. <laughs> Delirious. And I feel delirious at the moment too. Um, so now if, if Delirious was to say, am I the only one who thinks Pardew should be kept on, I'd go, that's more appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he, even Delirious Dave is <laughs> very, more loose, sensible very lucid in coaching. Unlike <laughs> Palace's coaching stuff. Um, oh. What's worse, Sam Allardyce football for the next three years in the Premier League or Championship football for the next four plus years? Championship football for the next... I, I, Championship football would be worse. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? If, if we do get... 
Allardyce in, it, it's not going to be a six month contract. We have to resign ourselves to the fact that that is going to be no, well, Palace no, manager on. for a little while. How many managers have we got through in the last four years? Well, unless he's shockingly incompetent, con- and we have to sack him as well. The length of the contract yeah. doesn't. The length of the contract doesn't matter. I, if you gave me a choice between Allardyce and Pulis, I would choose Allardyce. Uh, and I think I if said, you gave me a choice between James Daly and Pulis, I'd probably choose yeah, yeah, but James I'd, Daly. Uh, <laughs> as I've said before, I'd, I think this would be the best squad that Allardyce has, has uh, had to manage in the Premier League. And in the final analysis, despite all the things that we used to say about the, you know, the Championship is the you know, proper working man's well, I want to be in the Premier League. Yeah, I do. It's as simple as that. And it's, it's, I want to win some home games. I want to go into games against Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, City, thinking that we could, we could do something here. And it's like Allardyce has got a proven record in the Premier League. He's got a list of contacts along here. He'll bring players in. He, he's got... He loves working with British players, and most of our squad are, are British players. He, he's good with younger players as well. And if if he's the, the to be perfectly honest, at the moment I don't care who it is. It's just anyone but Pardew. It just, just, just needs a change. It, just, it needs yeah. a change. And the fact is, now as again as I said before, everything's got to change. And at the root and branch, the coat, the whole. Yeah, we've we've talked long and hard on this pod about how Keith Millen's been kept on by four separate managers, but mm. I think something's got to change all the way through. Well, this this chimes and with a question that we had from Robert Haggis. Hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. Uh, from Snapchat. To what extent is Keith Millen to blame for the current problems? I think um, mm. a, bit, a bit harsh to pin it all on him, partially because yes. we don't know what goes on on the training ground and no. who does what, but certainly something's not working in, in, I, I, I in think, the coaching area. I, think, area I think the whole well, coaching this, staff have got to take some of the blame for why the set, they have the, to. Why has the set piece has gone so wrong? Is just, I mean, maybe changing the goalkeeper, I don't know. I, I, it comes back to what we said before, because I like Keith Millen, I want, to, I want to assume there are extenuating circumstances yeah. that he's being overridden and that Pardew's doing everything, but the fact is that none of the coaching staff are doing their job at the moment and clearly the club aren't the players aren't responding to them um, next question is from Carl Mortimer who's a uh, social media man and Instagram fiend Carl um, our what, you say our our yeah FYP not really? yours personal one we've got a social media you've been out boozing with him have I yeah which one is he the bloke who's always on his phone. The one who's always on his phone. Unbelievable. We've got it's, an Instagram man. It's, it's the personal touch that really, really does you, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, um, Carl. What, what do you read? And this is a good question. What do you read into Damien Delaney's non reaction from the bench after we made it 3 3 on Saturday? He, I don't know if you've seen the footage, but no, he no, just, as the goal goes in, Pardew goes absolutely crazy. Yeah. Doesn't do a dance, thankfully. Um, Keith Mellon's celebrating. Damien Delaney sits motionless under a beanie cap on, on the bench, doesn't move. Um, just slightly raises one eyebrow like this that won't like, really, like, really uh, run on a podcast like that's, um, like yeah. that's an interesting question I think if you were to look at most football matches it's very rarely the whole bench that gets up mm. It's the players that are on the bench don't tend to unless it's quite remarkable from a man who wears his heart on his sleeve as much as Damo does though to be sitting there completely nonplussed Mm. nonchalant uh, aloof maybe he thinks he should be playing maybe he'd seen how shocking the defence was and thought he could do better I think you probably can't you can't argue with the fact that maybe he should have been brought on I don't know Delaney for me is the nearest thing we've got left to Jednak mm. in that he's not the best footballer we've got in the squad but there are there is a leadership there is he would be putting people in their place he would be telling them where to go yeah. he would be 
taking the yellow card to waste some time. He would, but, but having said that, every time he plays, we say, "God bless him." That should be his last game for yeah. Palace. So I don't know what to read. Into I don't know. I, I, a, I, I don't I, know. Yeah, if you're, if you're. Sorry, we can't answer that, Carl. Yeah, that's kind of the theme of the question. Yeah, no, <laughs> we tend to get asked stuff that we can't answer. I no idea. Sorry, it's, it's a good question. Next. It's a good question, but I like the next one because it's not so much a question as a really uh, sarky, wry comment. So well, I, I, like, I, I, I applaud. Like I, good. I, I do applaud Dan Carson yeah. for that. It's very much a man after my own heart. I'm personally looking forward to Friday's press conference and being told that they're, they're, they've spent all week working at set pieces only to ship four on Saturday. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I am too, oh, Dan. I am too, unfortunately. Who is that? Who's comment was that? Uh, that was from Dan Coulson because of course that was, that's that was something that you said last Friday. I know, I know, I know it's a good point Dan but it's um, he's been talking all day today about how he's they'll be in all week working on set pieces. No, good but question. It's not, just, it's not just defending set pieces it's a lack of quality from our this is true. set pieces yes, which has yeah, disappeared yeah, which and again that comes down to confidence as well it's just yeah. Next question comes from Paul King. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Not the Paul. Paul, Paul, Pride. Paul of Epsom. Oh, oh yeah, on no. Twitter. Lots of stereotypes, one of my favourite bands. Well, Epsom, not? Huh? No, Paul King. Paul King. Oh, Paul King. Before Paul we King. did Love and Pride, he was in the band called Lots of Stereotypes. Who can, can, we, can we do like more obscure 70s cultural references for the rest of the podcast? Not unless not JD's, got one, of, not unless JD's got one of his quizzes. But it was, yeah, oh, there is a quiz a coming up, actually. Oh, great. Has anybody pointed out, by the way, that we've not won a game since these quizzes started? Look, stop, oh. stop finding correlations. There. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely no link to one another. Let's go, let's go to Paul's uh, good question. Okay. Is it worth relieving Dan of the captaincy? It does not seem to be sitting comfortably with him. Well, nothing's sitting comfortably at the moment. You know, the whole thing that's not, which is lacking is some sort of stability in the whole thing. I don't know whether they're taking the captain away from Dan. Who are you going to give it to anyway? Who are you going to give it to? I think if you talk to... Um, I don't know. A lot of footballers... The captaincy, they don't get the captaincy thing. That for for most footballers you talk to, being captain means you get to toss the coin, speak to the referee. That's it. It, it doesn't necessarily make you a leader. It doesn't. A lot of the footballers I've spoken to don't. It doesn't distract you. It doesn't make you. It doesn't take your mind off the game. Some people are, you know, Scott Dan's probably not a natural captain. I don't know, but you're a leader or you're not a leader. You look to people. How many times have we heard the expression yeah. that about a football team that yeah. they're all leaders out there? They're yeah. all leaders. They're all no. you know. They're not. It's it's about working as a team. But I genuinely don't think that. And I don't think we are taking Scott Dan taking the armband off him is going to make any difference whatsoever. To be perfectly honest. Uh, next question yeah. is from Rob Smith on Hi, Facebook. Rob. Hi Rob on Facebook. Rob on Facebook. Um, can we afford to play without an out and out defensive midfielder? Our three wins this season all came when Ledley was sitting deep and playing that role. Since then. Mm. That's a really good question. Mm. I was actually, Ledley on the bench on Saturday? Uh, let's say yes. Was, yeah, okay. I think that's a really good question. The interesting thing on Saturday, I thought, and I've, I've again taken this from uh, Red and Blue Army's good, good write-up of the match, yeah. was that um, Fur and uh, who else was playing? Central midfield for Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson. Um together won quite a lot of aerial duels, but Kabai yeah. and Macarthur only won one yeah. all match. And there's certainly something there. I mean, certainly, obviously, there's the set pieces thing from yeah. just the pure concentration and desire level. But there's also the fact that we're now a smaller team than we used to be. And when you're playing three relatively mm. diminutive central midfielders, it's obviously going to have an effect when you're then having to organise in your own box. And 
Kabai and MacArthur aren't going to be, you know, aerially imposing, are they? There was a stat on Sunday morning about the amount of second balls that we won as well. But um, I, if Ledley's fit, I would always play he, Ledley. Uh, he was on the bench, yeah. according to this application I have. Well, again, Ledley's... Again, something else he talked about. Ledley's not a player. He's not an impact player. If Ledley's fit, I would always start with Ledley. I think Ledley's the closest we have to Jednak. To be perfectly honest. When we have a question from MacArthur Mike on, Benz saying, "Is it now clear that letting Jedi go was the worst decision ever?" Yeah. Well, Brexit mm, probably. Yeah. With, with, <laughs> there are other bad decisions. There are bad decisions in our lives. I, but. It's not just the fact that he let Jedi go. It's the circumstances I think in which Jedi was allowed to go mm. make it an even worse decision. Because I think. I think it did disrupt the the players. The it's actually did no. disrupt. I'll be honest. I yeah. I wasn't that dis. I I love Jedi, but I yeah. thought his time had come. Yeah, I really did. I thought his time had come as a Premier League player had come. I was quite. I wasn't happy to see him go, but I understood it. In retrospect, now I think what Kev said. I think what it yeah. did disrupt, not necessarily him as a player, but just his presence around probably the training ground. Yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. his presence around the first team. I yeah. think. I think that's something that I think we've spoken about for the last hour on here. You know, it's, yep. it's that lack of leadership yeah. quality which he had, whether it was on the bench yeah. or on the pitch. I think that's what we're missing, and that's something that um, I admit I didn't really. We've, gauge yeah, into we've, all this. we've spoken about Jednak for a long time about yeah, you know, he has to have a run of games in the team, blah blah, blah but. He just, in the way that we don't miss Blasi, I think we we just missed. We it was a terrible decision to let Jednak go, and I think it was a willful decision by Pardew for the amount of money we got from him. It was just he and Jednak didn't want to go. That was the other thing. He quite yeah. clearly didn't want to leave. He would have stayed at the club in some some capacity, yeah. some capacity, yeah, yeah. And he would have made and yeah, it's, right. Yeah, I think that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah that's I right. Find, even even those, I can't find any Palace fan who disagrees with that now. No, I agree. Well, yeah, yeah. fine. Um, next question, I'm going to put to Endicott actually. It's okay. from Jack Pierce. Hi, Jack Pierce. Have you guys, I oh, Endicott, because I'm, I'm putting oh, to Endicott, started learning the Ivory Coast national anthem? <laughs> Have you? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't, but I'm going to start as soon as I get home. Well, I suppose at, at least when January is very depressing with the dark yeah. evenings and Palace being continually terrible, we'll actually have a distraction. We can all watch the Cote d'Ivoire. Well, don't forget, I, like, so, I, like, I like the dark evenings, and so it's not that depressing. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really. I'm slightly upset for Wilf. I think, you know, I think he should have got the England call up. But you know what? The England setup is such a bloody mess anyway yeah. that England team is never going to win anything it's just full of prima donnas and idiots and you know I'm glad he's going to go and play for the Ivory Coast where he'll be adored and he'll be a shining light in that team mm. and I hope he does really really well in the African nations and I hope he does well for that for, for the country and you know and it is the country of his birth it's not like he's yeah, just yeah. plucked it out of the air it is the country it's not just it's you not know, Tony Cascarino no, yeah. it is, and it may um, make him know. was he born there was he, he was born there yeah he was born there and he moved he moved over here it, when he was it, really young it may make him an even better player for us absolutely yeah. it might give him that confidence that adoration because uh, yeah we keep coming back to it I just because of this terrible run he's it's criminal that he's being overlooked he's he's the one person that you can't lay any blame on mm. at all which is which is you know if we were talking two years ago uh, absolutely you know yeah. he's a he's a different player he just shows well, that's, that well, that's, he's grown you know he's yeah. he's going to grow into somebody yeah. who's just going to become a leader on that pitch hopefully he's hopefully. at the door now yeah they're right Wilf that's why I think that's why I'm so angry at Southgate I genuinely thought that Southgate being part of Palace would maybe look at him more favourably but 
there's no no one seems to realise how much Wilf has grown. And of course, at the age of seventeen and eighteen, mm. he was a difficult young man because he's from a terrible background. He's from yeah, a difficult yeah. background. Yeah. No one go and no one made allowances for that. And no one seems to have noticed that he's <coughs> not only better as a footballer, but you just have to see his demeanour off the pitch. He's well, much he's, better as well. He's, he's, he's back home in South London. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, yeah, he, he, yeah. he has a child. Yeah. He's settled in the team. He's, yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's grown... You know, I, hate, I don't want to sound condescending. He's grown up, you know, he's grown up and he's, he's a better... And that's shown by his performance on the pitch. And, you know, I, just, I hope the other players look at him and just go, wow... Why are I doing that? Yeah. You know that. I mean, that, that was a. It, it won't win gold, gold of the month because, but that was a really, really good goal. It was. It was. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, we got some of the quick fire questions again, mm. which we always enjoy. I don't know if we want to. Do it, should we do it as a round robin, or should we just? Uh, no, we should, we just shout out the answer. One sentence or less, as ever. Um, if JCIS were to consult with Vector, <laughs> <laughs> for Vector with a K. Would I they recommend continued sponsorship of the pods? <laughs> <laughs> They're the only people doing well out of it. Well, yeah, quite. Yeah. Yeah. These are from uh, A2I1E on Snapchat. You see, this is why I don't use Snapchat. Snapchat. I, you can't, I can't say hey, hey, or... But, I mean, these are all quite funny. Um, I get your point. Next one. Which member of the so-called panel is most likely to buy me a pint if I make it into the pool since A, pre-game, B, during the game, and C, after the game? Me, me, and yeah. me. Yeah, Kev, Kev, Kev. Yeah, agree. Yeah. What has happened... To Dieter McSquid, not been, not been mentioned for a while. <laughs> Good question. Where are you, Dieter? <laughs> Dieter, yeah, Dieter, it's your fault. <laughs> it's all yeah. Dieter's fault. If Dieter makes himself known to us in the next yeah. two days, he can have uh, a, a, a free copy, a yeah, free copy of the fanzine. Well, also we haven't heard from uh, Baggy Grey Trousers as well in uh, Hungary. No, yeah, I have. He, he, he oh, sent he? me a tweet the other day. Did, Did he? he? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. Just saying Personally. hi. Just said hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, that's really get you in with your fancy friends. Yeah, it's me two pints, but he sends you a tweet. Fine, yeah, fine oh, great. Yeah. Well, there's probably a reason why he's sending me a tweet when he owes you two pints. Um, what happened to the pod extras? I demand a refund. <laughs> <laughs> you know, JD used to get really cross, didn't he? With uh, every time we did an extra, he would just the word he used to. It didn't upset do him. Uh, next, next one. We've got two, two more in the quick fire. Will you be doing more T-shirts? Perhaps an Endicott one saying, I will. <laughs> I thought we had one. And, I don't know. And I really made. will. Has he? Has yeah, it's been made. Yeah, oh, I think it's just, yeah, no. just a one-off. JD, who is yeah. JD anyway? I haven't seen him for about three years. Oh, he's probably a musical again. Or probably something. a musical. Yeah. Oh, well, you say that. He, he is, is. is he? Is he at a musical tonight? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Are you serious? No, yeah, I am. What yeah. musical? What's he uh, Carry on. So it's fine. No, 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 no absolutely not. Are we, talk, are we talking a mainstream musical yeah, or like? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like what is it? Are you serious? Is it yeah. Cats or something? No, I can't remember what it was, but it's another musical. Is it, is it a bad one? He, he's missed two pods in two weeks because well, of two his, musicals. His reason for missing last week as well was because he got a half-price ticket because his partner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was it? He went to go see some last. He went to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But he got invited backstage and he went. On you had to see, so we thought that was a good enough excuse, but okay, okay, right. But, but as he points out, I'm on very dodgy ground because my son missed to play a final as he was rehearsing for Annie. But oh, your son's not holding himself out as a celebrity Palace fan, no, he is, yeah, he is now. My son, God bless him, I'm so proud in the last two years, he was just more angry than I've ever been as a wow. person. Just good on him, it's right. a bonding exercise, isn't it? Yeah, except for, Father Mrs. So Mrs. Yeah, except for Mrs. Day. Mrs. Day made the mistake. Mrs. Day was working away on uh, Saturday night with the Women's Equality Party. 
Uh, and phoned up about quarter past eleven to say, uh, "How was the game today?" Oh, <laughs> schoolgirl error! I'll pass you across. This the is the schoolgirl <laughs> error. Check the results <laughs> before phoning Mr. Day up. <laughs> I'll pass you across the way. <laughs> Surely she must know that. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, ask one. Ask yeah, Sandy. Lovely, ask Sandy Toxwick. She'll tell you. Uh, next, next uh, <laughs> comment or question is from Emma Wright. Hi, Emma. Hi, Emma. Aside from the obvious topics, pardon you out, by the way, would be great if you could show some support for Rainbow Laces campaign that took place over uh, the weekend. Yes, absolutely right. Yeah, um, and I think it's a shame that the media didn't explain enough what was going on with the. Well, I mean, it got a bit of Twitter coverage, didn't it? But not really in the mainstream. Not really, not really in the mainstream, and because the players were all wearing the captains were wearing uh, rainbow armbands as well. Um, yeah, so yes, of course, a big shout out. And, yeah. and we will get somebody from uh, Palace and Proud onto the podcast as soon as possible because they're doing a very good job. But. And finally, question from James Taylor Nye. Hi, James Ooh, Taylor Nye. James Taylor Nye. Uh, do, uh, do you know what I like here? It's one of these riddle type questions. Uh, JD, hasn't, JD hasn't bothered to yeah. actually tell us what the answer is. So we oh, could be brilliant. here forever. Brilliant. Why would JD know the answer? If, Did he send you the question? He doesn't know the answer to where he lives. Well, this is true. Edenbridge. Well, I, I no, thought, no, Cheshire. I it was oh, Cheshire, Cheshire, no, Cheshire. Just off Shaftesbury Avenue. I did a gig with him the other night. Just off Avenue. I did a gig with him the other night, and he was explaining how difficult it was to get a mortgage in Cheshire. Oh God, Bennett, which isn't true, which I pointed out afterwards, but you know, on stage. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, so this question is from James Taylor and I. If this is the answer, and the answer being Taylor, oh. Kemba, Dowie, Friedman, Pardew, what is the question? My guess is, the most, hang on, who's the most, ooh, Taylor, Taylor, Kemba, Dowie, Friedman, Pardew. Do you know what my guess is going to be with? The most, the most, which managers made us the most, most angry? angry? Possibly. <laughs> to which the answer is, in ascending number, order, is going to be, always going to be Friedman because of the nature in which he. Well, I, I would yeah. think that um, the question's probably going to be... ex-players that have managed Palace? Well, ex-players that have managed Palace and then potentially been sacked if that happens to Vardy in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Although Friedman walked out rather than being sacked. Friedman so, wasn't sacked, he walked out. Mm, yeah. So, and Dowie left ran by sort of mutual consent, didn't he, as well, yeah. as manager? Yeah. I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Friedman walked out that time, so he ran out at yeah. the merest sniff of money from another club yeah. on the morning of a very important game. He did indeed. Yeah. Are you going to mess Well, that's like the old philosophy question, isn't it? Is this uh, a question? Mm. But yes, if this, is, if this is an answer. No, no, no. Question from Josh Nolan, which is say wasn't the final one yeah. for the next manager chat. Dougie Freeman, silly suggestion. Yes. Yeah, uh, more than silly. Don't just. Crikey, I was just getting over Saturday now. Right, sorry, sorry Josh. Holy <laughs> mother of. Well, we can get over. Saturday by talking about next Saturday Southampton um, uh, that creaking noise there was my wife trying to not draw attention to herself and be quiet by t- shutting the door really I, I thought it was one of the comic comic uh, props that we had to, yeah. it was also uh, Kelly trying to run poor, poor mine right <laughs> join us back in part three where we'll be talking about the Southampton game Christ Hello and welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey, hey we're hey. still here. Top of the championship. Yay. Hey. Hey. No, that's pod 295 rather than pod 195. I'd take top of the championship now. Yeah, I would. Would you? No. No, I wouldn't. No, 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 I don't want to be a championship. 
Well, I think we need to pick it up just in case Brighton come up, frankly, because no. them coming up and us going down would be about the biggest ignominy that there could be. Yeah. So, I mean, just yeah. for that reason alone, yeah. even though I've missed some things about the championship, I think, yeah, that needs to be addressed. Um, <laughs> what do you miss about on the championship? Night, what? What do you miss about the championship? What do I miss about the championship? Being able to decide on the morning of an away game that I'm going to an away game <laughs> yeah, and not going, oh, this match away yeah. at Swansea sold out 17 weeks ago. Not being crushed at the back of the half away, yeah. Well, being able to get a pint within ten minutes in the pub, rather. Which is also the the, um, the the lack of media scrutiny would be nice. Feeling like I could aspire to actually be in the team rather yeah. than watching yeah, decent fair players. Fair point. You know, all yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, we're sponsored as ever by Vector for all your oh. print and embroidery needs. Oh, really? um, okay. www.vector.co.uk and Vector with a Okay. Okay. Thank you. And uh, we're also as ever sponsored by JC Innovation and Strategy. Got two kids the other side from me uh, giggling away, which is just what the sponsors want. Yes, of course. So brings in the big bucks for JC Innovation and Strategy, having people giggling over their advert. Um, visit jc-is.com. Okay, I will. Okay, I'll do it right after this, actually. Giggling, but that's like John Lewis that's would love it. If they, if they thought the people were giggling over the John Lewis advert, it's a positive. John Lewis's XCO, of course, called Andy Strait. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's oh, a positive, yeah. life-affirming thing. Very life-affirming. Although Speaking of life-affirming my, my son... Uh, Who's had quite a few mentions? No, no, my son, rather unkindly but accurately, referred to uh, James Endicott and I as two middle aged trolls. <laughs> Did he really? Lying under the bridge, <laughs> ambushing, Not like he's really ambu- ambushing JD and Andy Street That's with about right. humour and comedy. It's yeah, very funny. yeah, well, it's, it's, it's nice to give something to the younger you generation. Up yeah. to the ambushing part. <laughs> um, we've got, as I mentioned earlier, a book competition. And it's a, it's a free copy of The Palace Addiction to Where Eagles Fly. Yeah, good. Signed by author James Howland. Um, Not read it, but the first one was very good. It was indeed. It was an excellent yeah. book. And it's uh, one man's account of following the 2014-15 season from 11 different countries. Wow. Also, sums it, I think The Palace Addiction sums it up very well, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, fine, carry on. I could carry go on. four weeks without it, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, quite. Um, at the moment. So to be in with a chance of uh, entering, hey. people have. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, I thought you were being rude, but you weren't. Sorry. No, he wasn't being rude. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired as well. You're, no, we're all tired, but it's Monday. He said entering. I know, I know, he said entering. It must be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it must be funny. I want, I want you both to think about what you've done here. Okay, I'm, not, okay. I'm not angry. I'm I want just to hear the question because I want to enter the competition. Well, I, I'm, I'm padding it so I can think of a question because JD's <laughs> basically left on the page tweet XXXXX. You choose. Uh, okay. So oh, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Um, we will go with what is the number of set pieces that Pal- uh, you, you, you've heard it if you've oh, been listening. Spot, yeah. oh, right, number, yes. number of set pieces that Palace have conceded up to the end of the Swansea game. So the ninety seventh minute, because that was about when they equalised. Yeah, just, yeah. just this season. Just this yeah. season. How, how, not in the not, not ever, because that would take quite a lot of counting. Well, yeah. But how, how well, many I think be roughly set pieces the same, have been conceded this yeah. season? I by think this season Palace. and forever will be roughly, <laughs> roughly equal numbers. So. So if you if you tweet us with uh, that number and with the hashtag FYP competition, yeah, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now because I'm the first one because nobody's heard this competition yet. Well, that means I mean, I'll win. <laughs> that means I'll win. Brilliant because you'll get a tweet straight away going, "Oh, the winner is James Endicott." How weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to read this book. Okay, I'll let winners will now. be chosen at random from people who are not James Endicott. <laughs> oh, 
Although I have to now give it to Travis Endicott when he, he tweets in. Um, we've got, we've got a quiz. I've already texted We have a quiz as oh, ever. Oh, no, no. no. Palace Southampton quiz. It is a Palace Southampton this quiz. This is why we're going down. Nathaniel on Klein. This, on this day was great. Question one. <laughs> on this day was really good. Where He's did Alan Pardew have a better win percentage, Southampton or Palace? Southampton, Southampton, surely. I mean, that's just so obvious, wasn't it, Jamie? Yeah. Uh, at Southampton, it was 53%. And what is it? What is it, at Palace? At pa- but they I'm were not- Southampton were League One then, were they? They were. Right. Correct. And was, was that his first management job, Southampton? No, was he, was, Reading, he was at Reading first, I think. Oh, was it? I think he was at Reading first. Mm. I may have just made that up, though, so no doubt we'll get some angry good responses stuff. from Alan Reading Pardew fans. on Twitter. Um, I, liked, I liked the idea that Alan Pardew might listen to this pod. <laughs> I bet he's waiting <laughs> to, get the, to, to get the email that it's ready to download. Yeah, I think that would be... Got nothing else to think about tonight, um, What was... He'll be upset if Travis is not on. Yeah, oh, this is true. What was important about Palace 4, Southampton Reserves 3? And it was on September the 2nd. What, earlier on this season? Well, uh, the problem is, if I give you the year, it basically gives away the answer. It was September 2nd, 1905. Oh, it's our very first game. It was our very first game. And it's been shit ever since, hasn't it? Um, These are great questions. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, this quiz is why we're going down. (laughs) Who scored a hat-trick the last time Palace won a league game at Southampton, and when was it? Relatively recent. Well, oh, I say, um, I say relatively. I mean, it was getting on for nine years ago now or so. No, we beat them in the FA Cup because Sonogo scored. Before then. He's now a pundit, I think, on BBC London, perhaps. No. Oh, big, what? big striker. I he used to play for Ipswich as well. It was a hat trick, I think, in about six minutes or something ridiculous. And it was the first game of the season. Sunny August day in 2007. And it was James Scowcroft. Oh, was he? Wow. Yeah. Scoey. It was Scoey. Well, Scoey, he was a, a, a pretty terrible player, but that was um, a very good hat trick. Remember that game? After Southampton, after we I lost 9 0 to Liverpool, we played Southampton away, it was an next game, we drew 0 0. That was two, 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 2007. We celebrated like it was a. What we'd give now for a 0 0. Eh? <sighs> yeah. I'd be happy with a 9 0. Yeah. Who did James Danny Butterfield Scowcroft, score right? more goals for, Palace or Southampton? Say so, so that again. Who did Danny Butterfield? Score more goals for Palace, Palace or Southampton? Probably Palace, actually. Given the hat trick, given the hat trick, I'm going. Well, he's, he played 54 games for Southampton and 269 games for Palace. <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> Southampton. Yeah. No, it was joint. He got ten to vote. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that JD is self-indulgent, but the next question, question five, is: What mark did JD get in his journalism degree after studying for three years at Southampton? We're not going to answer that. We're not going to answer that. Uh, uh, you know, you got like first, and then you got two one, and then you got two, got two two. He got a four five. He did get a four five. Correct. No, he didn't. I thought it. his degree was in fashion. <laughs> did you really? I thought yeah. it was a musical theatre. <laughs> right, we got we got. He actually, really has phoned this quiz in. Hasn't he? It's just like, it, I mean, has any of these questions been about something that Palace did well? As I've said, after every quiz. Well, I mean, he's only, he's got you know the raw materials to work with. Yeah, the it's whole of the internet know. and and two hundred. No, I just meant palace history yeah, rather so, than yeah. the internet thing. Two hundred, eleven years of history. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's look forward rather than looking back on that terrible quiz. And JD really does need to up his game in that regard. Let's look forward to the match on Saturday against Southampton, and we'll do it with a far better question from uh, Richard Bushell. Hi, Richard. Hi, Richard. Said, assuming Pardew survives the week, and you probably now got to assume that he will. Yes, given he's now been yeah. sacked and has been taking training today, I guess. 
Uh, assuming Pardew survives the week, what do you think the atmosphere will be like on Saturday? The silence will be deafening at the first negative turn or a cauldron of noise? I think the, the former first, rather than the latter. Definitely. I think the atmosphere is going to be... <clears throat> I think the, we've talked about the fact that it's been remarkable that the fans haven't turned at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, but they were silent to the Man City game. Yeah, didn't but didn't get, sing Pardew's name. Having said that, that, they haven't turned. The atmosphere's been getting less and less robust and less and less... You know, I think it's just going to be pretty poisonous. I mean... It seems to me that for some reason, Homesdale fanatics, much as I love them, seem to be their last group of people supporting Pardew. Well, I heard on Saturday actually yeah. that um, the, the the chance were actually South London's Red and Blue Army. Oh, really? That's interesting. The, the fanatics. I, I wouldn't want to give that as a fact, but well, I heard <laughs> a few people at the match that that was the case. So, right. I think it's interesting as well that we haven't sold out the last. Certainly, at Burnley, we didn't sell out. I don't think we did at Swansea, which is very unusual for us. Yeah, it is. I think. I, I, it, it's, a, it's a very good question, but I don't think. Yeah, I, I think, think it'd be a very nervous crowd. I think you're quite nervous, yeah, but, but also. But we are forever. You could say that for every game, <coughs> well, yes, because of the could. fact that we've won three home games in mm. in, a, in a year. And I think Southampton aren't brilliant this season, but they've got good strikers. They pass the ball about well. They will turn up and try and impose themselves on us basically if they get the first goal they win the game is, is pretty much and Charlie Austin scoring for fun at the moment of course Charlie who, Austin who, doesn't who I said wouldn't be good enough to play for Palace I know. So, well, not another sterling and also Charlie Austin <laughs> Charlie Austin for some reason I've yet to find out why he despises Palace do they? yeah really? well that bodes well for yeah, Saturday so I don't know but so publicly said that he wouldn't join Palace if we were the last club really? Uh, the last no, club. The last club. We wouldn't have much opposition know, if we were. Uh, probably still managed to concede from set pieces, though. But I, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. You know, at two o'clock when the teams come through with Pardew talking about making changes in defence. I just don't. I assume that means Zeki Fries will start. But it's a big game. It's a big game. But even if we win that game, two or three nil, and play re- relatively well, I, I don't think the overall. Feeling about Pardew is going to change that much. No. I mean, I would. I mean, I, I, I know football fans are fickle. I mean, I'm as fickle as most, you know. And if we're sat here in maybe f- four weeks' time, having won the next four games, are we going to be saying Pardew is the greatest thing ever? And probably not. No. I, 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 th- I think his time has come. Whatever's going to happen in the next couple, two or three games, I think his time's come. And he's been proven over the last sort of nine, nine to twelve months. And I just whatever happens on Saturday, and I, of course, I want us to go out and play Southampton off the park and get the crowd going and score three or four goals and have a great game and get three points and move up the table. But that does not alter the fact that there's something wrong at the club and it's got to be addressed. Are we allowed to get um, Kai Kai and Johnny Astor back? I don't know. Because we've got a f- our squad's full, I suppose, so we can't... Yeah. Do you know what I want to see before Well, Saturday? they could be named again in, in January. Yeah, but what, I, what I'd really like to see before Saturday is either Steve Parrish or Alan Pardew make some kind of public statement saying... Please get behind the team. We know things are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying. We're doing everything we can to address it. But it would, if they said to us, it would really help okay. if the atmosphere is brilliant. Then the atmosphere would be brilliant. If there's the same silence that there's been for six weeks, hmm. then I just think it's going to be really. It's going to be really odd. It's going to be. 
We've got a question from John Dodds as well. Hi, Dodds. Saying, to some, Saturday was a win win situation. We won or party would go. Yeah, I said that last week. He's still here. How many win wins until we show support? I said exactly that last week in the midst of a conversation about how I didn't want him sacked. I did say, whatever happens on Saturday, if we lose, he's, he's gone. And if we win, but. But he's not. But that's a really good question. How many more win wins? That's what. Well, we've that's said one it, thing yeah. I want the, the board to say. How many, how many more times do we have to have these conversations? How many more times do we have to say we are the 92nd best team in the country? We've got 0.7 points per game. We've conceded. How many? Yeah, yeah. right. It's just ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, I, I would certainly suggest. I that wish I didn't live in. If it falls in my house, I'd start smashing it up. I'm getting, I'd, I'm I'd, getting angry again. I'd certainly suggest that um, clubs only start really properly looking at replacements when the man is very much on the brink. And given the sort of stories that have been emanating about Allardyce and about you know various other people being sounded out, then you'd have to think that he's not far from it now. But where's, but where's the brink? Why? Well, that's what I don't understand. Why now? What? What are we waiting why, for? Yeah, why did, what other board waiting for? What, what, to lose again? Why did I expect that out of nowhere our home form is going to improve on Saturday against a half-decent team? Why, yeah, why did I expect that? Yeah, because we, we said a couple of weeks ago we've got Swansea away, Burnley away. We've lost both of them in ignominious circumstances. Why do they think we're going to go to Hull and win those? And even if we do go to Hull, even if we do scrape a win against Southampton and then go to Hull and get a scrape a win against a poor team, why do, that, do they think that means we're going to win against Man United and Chelsea in the next two home games? It's just Travis, no logic. Travis made a good point when he left for work today. He was talking about um, how many games Pardew will have left. He said, yeah, he says, what's going to happen, Dad? Probably. He said, you know, we've got the next two games, then they'll sack him, then you'll bring in a new manager against Man United and Chelsea who are going to have a torrid time, probably. Because the team is going to be disarray after two more results. Yeah. Why not just get rid of Pardew now and give yeah. that and just give them time? I mean, exactly. what, what are we waiting for? It's exactly what everybody is. knows. Yeah. What needs to happen? Something needs to happen, and the, the easiest thing to do, or well, the most obvious thing to do, is to sack the manager and to get some new blood. So we'll, we'll I, that. Think the, I think the reason that hasn't happened is that I think Steve Parish and Pardew have got a relationship. Well, yeah, I'd, somehow they've beguiled the Americans. Um, and I, I just think they, they thought this one wouldn't, wouldn't go on. And I, I think the reason that it hasn't happened now is because they don't want to get rid of Pardew and bring Millen in. They want to get rid of Pardew and bring a new, a new right. manager in because there is no logic. Are you telling me that Parrish has not been thinking about this for two or three, four, four no, weeks? No, I, really? I don't think he has, no. Well, I generally don't think well, he has. That's, um, that that surprised me because I thought because he was I don't, Because I think, I think with, as each game went by, there was excuses for each game and I think Parrish has got no... Appetite for getting rid of Pardew. I still don't think he's got an appetite for getting rid of no, Pardew. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're and right. The, and the, the, I think any other club would have got rid of him on Saturday to get a new manager in by next Saturday. And the fact they haven't got a new manager lined up, and there is no logic anymore in getting rid of Pardew and saying, "Okay, we'll get Keith Millen in for two or three games yeah, to steady the ship," because that's not going to happen. No. So I think the reason Keith that, is maybe part of the problem. Yeah, because I we, think the reason know. Pardew's got time is is because we're looking for it. We're going to have a manager ready to go in. So I, th- I think even if we win the next two games, we'll have a new manager. So what's our prediction then for Saturday? I think we'll lose three one. I think well, I think we'll lose. So because 
What, I, I, I've, just, what? I've just got a hunch because uh, Pardew's that sort of manager. I could quite easily see us winning the next three matches and it's saving yeah. his job for, yeah. Why? for three or four months. Just, just well, because that's, yeah, that's yeah. been the nature of his managerial career, frankly, so far. Well, it has been so far, but not with us, though. That's what we, how many times have we said on the pod when people who support other teams keep going, he wins a few, he loses a few? Well, I mean, even then, if yeah. you wanted to make the argument that that has happened, it, it happened in terms of the FA Cup results last season, always coming at points where yeah. you know he was starting to look yeah. tenuous or in, in danger, and that little three-win run that we had earlier this season was coming again when he was starting yeah. to look under pressure because obviously all of that uh, resentment and anger from the end of last season had built into. The, the first couple of games of this season went through the Bournemouth match where obviously there was the late equaliser but it took that three three win run to, to really make it a bait and then obviously we've now had this really bad run again I just because I, I, he's a streaky manager I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him get get to the two results that he needs to, to keep his job I, I, I wouldn't personally want that to necessarily be the case but I can certainly see that happening I don't want us to lose but I do want if it, if it accelerates a change in the club then I you know but I, of course I, 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 I think it'll be a score draw got any particular changes that we want I think it's really interesting as well that Dominic Fifield and his Guardian thing was talking about Parish planning to visit the training ground and, and sounding out the players to see what their attitude it's like you don't need to do that just look at the just, just look, look at, at the, the body language yeah. of the team on the pitch no in terms of changes no what what well, changes well, would you make? What would I make? I would. Second, wait, wait, I would probably take bring in Speroni. Kelly out. I would, I would put, put Speroni in. I would put uh, Delaney in for Kelly, but put Delaney at centre back with Dan. Move Tonkins to right back and Ward to left back. I know it's three changes, but that defence has been abject, and you need yeah. to get Kelly out the side right now. And Zeki Fries is clearly not trusted for yeah. whatever reason. He's not yeah. started, and that's the only way you can shift everything around. And Ward has performed at left back at times. Okay. I'm not his biggest fan, but he's he's yeah. actually been better in recent weeks than Kelly has, that's yeah. for sure. And at least with Damo, you'd get some leadership. Yeah. So I'd do that, and I'd probably also bring in Ledley, if fit, for one of the two of Kabai and MacArthur. Those two are too similar, and they don't provide enough sort of imposing physicality. And at least you would get that with with uh, with Ledders. Um, he's not always been the most adept technically this season, but ultimately... Teams are coming through us too easily. And part bring, of that comes from central midfield. I'd, I'd bring Lee on. I'd put Lee in the middle of midfield, which is just for that energy. Just, just need a rat in there. We just need somebody to run about and just well, someone, make a nuisance well, of himself. And, uh, you wonder how well he'd be able to react, though, having been basically castigated for, for the Man City for the, game I know, I know, you know, yeah, in, know. in the press conference. Um, final question, really. Is Pardew gone if we lose? Well, I've, I've been thinking that... <sighs> Because I mean, we have no. said, we've said that repeatedly, haven't we? You know, I don't think he's. If, if, I don't if, think he if, will if, go if for lose. If you don't get sacked, I think it was Stan Collymore who said that that result alone, for a manager that had been doing all right, that result alone on Saturday should have got you the sack or near the sack. Mm. If that didn't get him the sack, if the Liverpool game didn't get him the sack, if the Burnley game didn't get him the sack, I don't think if we lose it, we'll go. No, I don't. There just doesn't seem an appetite to to get rid of him. So maybe, but maybe it will depend yeah. on the on the on the manner. But we said that about the Well, I know. We said that about the Swansea. Well, like if we go four three up with two minutes ago. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. You know, yeah. I'd 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 like to think he would be, but I don't. I don't. As Kev said, I'm, I'm with Kev. I think there's too much. Maybe there's too much of a bond between the 
the chairman and the manager. Because you know, I think if we, I, I genuinely think Pardew's sober golden. If we lose on Saturday, uh, and I think we will, he'll say, "Well, our home form's terrible anyway. Let's wait and see what happens against Hull." And then we'll go and lose against Hull, and then he'll say, "Well, we might as well not sack me because we've got two difficult games coming up, which we'll probably lose." Do you think he would ever resign? Pardew, or do you think he's just so you know arrogant what, that he I'd, wouldn't do? That's a really interesting question. I was, I was thinking about that. Would you think he'd, really, if uh, we lost, you think you'd go and a, speak to Match today and just go, I'm out? I, I don't th- think my, funny enough, my dad said that to me on, late on Saturday night once he got rid of his anger. That's a really interesting mm. question. It's something that managers don't seem to, I don't think, I think his ego is such that no, he would mm. never. And also, there's so much money involved, isn't there? Is it, there, absolutely. Absolutely. Is it, is it about huge, the money? You'd yeah, forego yeah. a huge sum. So you just go, your lawyer and your advisor is just going, as much as you want to walk out and resign and and show. Yeah. Something show at least hold your hands up and go. I can't do it anymore. I'm out of here. Yeah. He's not going to do it because he's going to lose so much money. Yeah, that's a, that's a um, modern game. Unfortunately, that's one of the reasons we find it so frustrating, isn't it? But I think the, the, it's it's a matter of time until he's not our manager. Simple as that. Mm. Well, on that cheery yeah. night, brilliant. Let's be honest. It was always going to be an angry and. Uh, Testy podcast. Well, this is that's, the, that's the nature of did what happens. It's officially worse than Ian Holloway, isn't it? We didn't. I don't think under any time under Ian Holloway did we lose. With that little, I think in that run of eight games that we didn't win, there was a draw in the middle. Seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? Yeah, and of course, he, he reached, not a long time ago. He, though, he reached his first uh, yeah. just over three years. But it's still seen. That's come, and it comes back to what we said at the start. It's, it seems like in that time we are still clinging on to Premier League status. We're not doing what West Brom have done, what Stoke have done. We're not doing what we teams. thought we we're would not, do at the beginning yeah. of the season. We brought those players in, we thought, yeah. alas, here we are, we look like a team who belong yeah. here. We belong yeah. here, we're, we're, we're bringing players of quality, we're spending money. It's looking good. Yeah. You know, We had a couple of bad results at the beginning, but then it's OK, we had a little run, it's like, OK, we're, we're solid. And it's just, you know, it's there's something wrong. We said it right at the beginning of the pod, and I'm sure people sat at home or... Doing whatever they're doing right now is the problem. Thinking the same thing, you know. There's something wrong there, and it's got to be addressed by the people who can do something about it. And that's the board. They're the only people who can do something about it. We can't as fans. We can show our disapproval. We can show our anger and disappointment. But ultimately, we, we can't make any changes happen. It's got to be down to the board, and the board have got to wake up and listen to what people are saying and look at it and start having blinkered eyes and fucking do something. I about think that it. is a pretty good emphatic <laughs> note on which to to end the podcast. Let's hope that mm. people do take note of that. Um, Kevin Day, thanks very much for joining us as ever. You're welcome. <laughs> Very well, no, no, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not joining you. Because you're, yeah. yeah, James Endicott. Thank well. you. Thank you, and join us next week after hopefully Palace win. Got to say, cheers, bye. When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh, sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business dot com. Sports Social Podcast Network.